Hey, it's Natalia, and you're listening to another episode of my podcast, where we continue talking about native-like fluency, and we continue talking with people and about people who are on the path of mastery, who are on the path of learning how to learn and how to learn best. Mastery is when you don't see the point in quitting. It makes no sense to quit, so you keep going. In this episode, I would like to introduce you to another student who keeps applying everything she has learned. We talk about finding joy in learning, about being honest with yourself, and about mistakes. Please enjoy the episode and keep in mind that it was recorded in 2021. When I listen to this episode, I can hear how much my own pronunciation has improved. If you want to change something big, transform your daily practice and start small. That's my message for you. Let's listen to the interview. Today, I would like to introduce an amazing individual. Uh, I think I've known Marina for four years. I think it's been about four years, and I had the pleasure of working with her entire team. She works in e-commerce, and her team sells their products to more than fifty countries in the world. I think. Uh, Marina has a lot to share with those people who are learning English or who are learning anything in life because she possesses this incredible zest for life and at the same time incredible wisdom that I honestly fundamentally believe so many people need to hear. She has been a student of mine and a friend as well. I'm very happy to have her as a friend. I'm very happy that we have stayed in touch throughout all these years. And without further ado, uh, let me ask Marina to introduce herself. Thank you, Natalia. I'm Marina Kuznetsova. I was born in Krasnodar and lived there almost all my life before moving to Moscow 18 years ago. I work in e-commerce industry and I have businesses to sell online globally. I have two kids, five pets. I live in a small city, in a small city close to Moscow, and I'm enjoying this lifestyle. Thank you so much for being here and thank you so much for coming to this interview. I, you know, when we were talking about this previously, uh, we were, when we were getting ready for this interview, you mentioned something that I think we should absolutely talk about today. You said that you have reassessed your life in the last five years. And we met about four years ago, right? How did your perspective change on life or on things in general? Um, you know, before that, uh, my strong focus was always uh, always been on my career and business needs and different things around my career, my education, my uh, lifestyle, the place where I lived. Even I moved to Moscow not because I want to live in Moscow. Uh, I just want uh, a career shift. Mm-hmm. And definitely in Russia, if you want a career shift, it's <laughs> the obvious the thing yeah, that you do, you move to Moscow. And um, within the last five years, I realized that all things that I did before wasn't for my career, it was for my family. Before that, I always said my career is first. Of course, I have family, I have kids, but um, I understood clearly that without my career it's impossible to get my kids good education um, good uh, you know um, everything that we need uh, to grow kids mm-hmm. like traveling health food um, you know um, additional education not just uh, schools but you know some courses some sessions <clears throat> Some sports activities, probably. Sports activities, a lot of things. And um, so before that, yeah, I said my career is the first thing in my life. Before that, when you say before that, do you mean five I years mean, ago? About five years, even oh. five years ago, yeah. Mm. And um, now I understood that it wasn't about career. All things that I did before, it was about my family, about my kids, because I want them to to feel, to know that they have a strong basement, strong mm-hmm. roots, and I will always support them and they can rely on me. They can rely on you. Yeah. So you mean, on me. 
you were telling yourself that your number one value was career. Yeah, yeah. But turn is that what you're But trying to say? It turned out that I wasn't honest and clear with myself. And it's not only about my family. Many things that I was reviewing this year and as a previous year, I realized that maybe, maybe mm -hmm. <laughs> if I um were honest with myself and have a clear view of what I'm doing right now and why I'm doing it. I, you know, maybe I would be more successful in some things, in, even in learning, for example, mm -hmm. right? Because for me, the first question was, uh, why I would speak English fluently? For what? What's the point? What's the point? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's a start point for any motivation, for any activities. Yeah, why? For example, If you want, for example, if I want to do split, for example. Mm -hmm. um, can you do why? a split, by the way? Yeah. You can. Yeah. Because, you know, fitness is my obsession for my life. Mm -hmm. Just like I mine. Know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like mine. The same about you, yeah. Um, and when I realized my motivation about fitness, for example, because fitness was for me all my life, even I was when I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. uh, when I delivered my child, uh, next month I was going to fitness club and mm. started my uh, common fitness routine. You know, uh, some people think you are crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, are you okay or not? What, what, what's wrong with you? Take your time. <laughs> yeah. Relax, right? <laughs> what are you doing, women? <laughs> yeah. And um, I was thinking, what's the difference between learning another things. I always have motivation for fitness. Well, can why we go back to this? What yeah. is your why? Why are you obsessed with fitness? Like, Because what is your why? I am enjoying when I am doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I realized that before that, for me, English, it wasn't about enjoying the process. Mm -hmm. It's about to get the point. It's about getting to the point. To, and to get the, yeah, to get this destination when where i speak fluently and checking it off yeah done i done <laughs> i'm done yeah actually when i ask myself this question about fitness and uh, i wake up every morning with a question what do i feel like doing now when i understood that i am responsible for organizing my own day i started every morning with this question because to be productive you're supposed to do many things people will tell you you're supposed to do this you need to have a morning routine you need to do this and that and i started off by asking myself this question what do i feel like doing now and i would ask myself this question every day for about two months and turns out that the most popular answer is i want to move mm -hmm. the first thing in the morning that i mm -hmm. need that my body craves is movement yeah some you know on some days i wanted to have a coffee on some days i wanted to read on some days i wanted to do nothing or work most of the time I wanted to move and I realized that what this gives me when I work out in the morning the joy of movement is yeah. the number one yeah. thing <laughs> just the joy of movement we do the things that give us joy yes yeah the same with English for me English was like you know like very boring routine mm -hmm. I couldn't find this moment of joy and but I was continue to find the maybe the right teachers, the right people, the right environment. I was thinking maybe I should move for some, you know, months or two months to England somewhere, somewhere, yeah, mm -hmm. to English country, to English speaking country, and uh, live there. Maybe it will help. But uh, on the other hand, I uh, know different uh, different stories about people who moved for three, four, six weeks then get back to Russia, and it's completely erased the, uh, you know, mind and previous English experience. What do you mean? They improved dramatically or they didn't no, improve? they didn't improve. I used to live in Germany for five years, you know that, and I used to live, I was, I used to be surrounded by people who had lived in Germany for 10, 15 years. We're not talking about weeks or months. And they had very poor German skills yeah. and a very thick yeah. Russian accent, and they were okay with that. I know a lot of students who went to the United States or England just for a few weeks to take some intensive English courses. They came back to Russia, they speak the same English. The yes, same maybe their listening skills have improved because uh, they listen to a lot mm -hmm. more English. 
However, I can't see any drastical changes. And they themselves say that nothing serious has happened. Yes, I got new experiences. This was very exciting. But I don't see a significant improvement that can keep me going. And I have never lived in an English-speaking country. So I think... Uh, and I, I can see a way for myself to keep this routine that brings me joy because joy is the, the important component of making it sustainable. Like, yes. just like with fitness yes. or working out, if it doesn't bring me any joy, I will quit. It needs to be sustainable. And for me, another point was I should include, I should include this routine in my life. Because, you know, before that, when I thought that it will be the point where I speak fluently, I will do nothing. Yeah, yeah. I am suffering now, <laughs> learning English. But it will be the day when it will be stopped and I will say, okay, I can speak. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I made it. Yes, yeah. I made it. <laughs> now I can speak, now I can relax, yeah. do nothing. Just yeah. like with losing weight, that's why I think people gain it back and gain again. Because they yeah. stop and they think, okay, now I can, I can eat everything mm -hmm. now, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. I can do whatever. Which means they were not enjoying the process of eating healthy and taking care of their food, mm -hmm. of their health probably and their meals. I want to go back to being honest because here it's, you know, whatever skill you take, whatever situation in life, whatever area we're talking about, it's really about being honest. I like the fact that you brought it up at the very beginning. You said that you used to think that your number one value is, as you said today, technology, career, and now you realize that your number one value is people, relationships, family. And at the same time, then you said that you realized that actually it's been people, relationships, and family all the time. All the time, But yeah. you were telling yourself a different story. You were telling yourself the story that it was about technology and career. Yeah. Maybe I can find the technology that will help me to learn English, oh, that help me to speak English, you know. So for you example, were obsessed I, with technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was obsessed with technology because I work in IT industry all mm -hmm. my life. And for me, it... I feel, you know, I, I felt good and feel good right now as that I work in this industry because I have an access, mm -hmm. you know, to, to some newest thing. To innovations. To innovations. Yeah. And it keeps me like, you know, I'm special. I'm not like average person. I know about technology, you know, especially 20 years ago when in IT industry, it was just a few women there wasn't a lot of women at yeah. that time so i i felt like i'm special mm -hmm. yeah i'm it industry but i don't speak english what's the problem <laughs> <laughs> what was the problem i felt ashamed about it you know because if i work in it in it industry it means i am smart right mm -hmm. i'm not an idiot I can learn different things, mm -hmm. but what's the point with English? And I was trying to find the right way. But, um, you know, it's about like, uh, we, we, we said previously that uh, many uh, many children's teenagers, they are trying to find uh, the purpose of their lives, mm -hmm. right? And uh, the answer is that you should find your own purpose. You create your own you purpose. You create your own purpose. And... For me, I realized that I should find my own way because there are not, you know, something out of the box that will help you to learn something. There's no to one right way for everybody. Yeah, yeah, you should find your own way. You should adapt new routine. But what was, let's, let's just clarify for, for the audience as well. When you said, I work in IT industry, you're not a software engineer. You sell e-commerce solutions, right? You sell those innovations. You know, 20 years ago, I... Uh, I work as a software engineer. Oh, you started as a software yes, engineer. Right. I didn't know that. But then I realized, that, yeah, it's not for me. I prefer to, um, you know, to be a salesperson. Uh -huh. For many years, I was selling a B2B software mm -hmm. um, for business, for big business uh, companies. Well, well, that's why English became a must yeah, skill English because you had to talk to people all this year. And what had you been doing? Because you said, I, I, I just, I can't, it doesn't work. What didn't work for you? What was not working? Typical, uh, you know, 
English courses. You went to language schools? Yeah, many times. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe one or two months after that courses, I could speak and understand on some level. But after that, it like, you know, it's like disappeared from my mind. Yeah. Did you try private lessons? Yeah, I tried. Why didn't they work? Maybe, you know, because you speak with the same person all the time. Mm-hmm. Then you are going to another environment mm-hmm. and you realize you understood nothing. So you simply adapt and you're not, you're learning to adapt. With one people, yeah. To one person, yeah. And you're not learning to actually with one person, yeah, communicate. It's not effective. Uh, you know, for me, it was a big shock. I had uh, private lessons for five or six months. With a native speaker or? No. Not with, with a native speaker. With a Russian teacher. But um, she was good. Mm-hmm. She is not a problem. <laughs> Me is a problem. <laughs> so I, I had these private lessons. Um, and then I was going to UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that I couldn't understand nobody in <laughs> London. Then I was going to... Um, Cambria region, mm-hmm. I realized, oh my God, they speak more clearly. Uh-huh. I can, at least I can understand most of the uh, mm-hmm. trying to tell me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in London, it was a problem, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, because of the different ang- uh, accent. accent mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I was shocked. You know, after five or six months, I was, uh, I thought I, I'm prepared. I am ready. I can go. I can speak. <laughs> and then I was absolutely discouraged, you know, this situation because I even don't know how to say I, I, I want to buy a coffee. It is so funny that you say that like five or six months, maybe society sells us false expectations, but everybody buys these expectations that if you have been working on your English skills for at least five or six months, you're going to achieve great heights. I remember myself just yesterday was telling the story. I was invited to give a lecture. I was telling the story yesterday. You said after five or six months, I was so confident in my English skills that I thought I'm going to rock it in London. Let me tell you the story. Like after five years at the university, so I'm a qualified English teacher, after five years, of learning English day in, day out, every day, I went to the United States and I realized that I can understand only a third of what people are telling me mm-hmm. <laughs> after five years. And that was shocking too. I realized that there was something that I was doing wrong. I mean, I was I was good. I was very good at some things. I was terrible at listening and communicating. Mm-hmm. After five years, not five months, I had to learn so many more things on my own to catch up with what I really needed to learn. So I understand the frustration that you went through, but I'm thinking why why society sells people such unrealistic expectations and why people have such unrealistic yeah. expectations. Lose weight in two weeks. Yeah, lose weight in two Speak weeks. The same English story. English in yeah. two weeks. Exactly. Yeah, do a split in three weeks. Do How about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took me longer than three weeks. I, I remember that experience. It yeah. took me way longer. Maybe if you're a child, if you start your stretching routine as a child, but if you start mm-hmm. as an adult, then no, three weeks is not going to be enough. Then I realized that I should adapt uh, this mm-hmm. situation uh, with English, that it should be my lifestyle routine, mm-hmm. not just for one month, for three months, um, but for my life. I should do small exercise, but every day. The first time, the first, I, uh, after London, Mm-hmm. Then I get back to Moscow and I, I should change my approach to English because all my previous um, attempts uh, was, uh, they were unproductive. Uh, and I, I started to realize how I should do it. And I was trying to find people mm-hmm. uh, who faced the same problems mm-hmm. and they find their own way. Yes. It's funny, but all of them have their unique way. Then somebody told me about you. (laughs) It was like a word of mouth? Yeah. Somebody told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was following you on Facebook for Mm. a few months Mm -hmm. before I um, sent uh, you the application 
uh, to your uh, writing course. I guess writing course was the first course. Ah, you signed up I... for the writing course and yeah. then you did the and public speaking course. And then after writing course, I was applied uh, for speaking, public speaking public course. Public speaking course. And after that, we had um, the uh, private course for my team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did training for your team, that's right. What did you find here that was, like, why did you stay so you did a lot of things? What what was new for you here? What was what made you stay? You know, continue? I realized that English should be a part of my everyday life, mm -hmm. but it should be, it shouldn't be boring. If it will be boring, it will not it will not work. Mm -hmm. So uh, I will need a creative example how to do it with joy, with joy, with joy. Yeah. So is that was this the creativity that you found here? Um, Creativity and, you know, it wasn't boring and it was little little exercises every time. Something short that will take, you know, 15 or 20 minutes mm -hmm. of my time. And let's be very honest, I don't really teach English. Yeah, it's not about teaching English, it's teach about English. Yeah. Teach how to learn. Yes how to learn English, how to yeah. communicate in English, but I don't teach English. I say this all the time. I teach communication skills in English. I teach strategies for advanced learners, yeah. but I don't teach English. Nobody can put English in my mind. Yes. Only yeah. you can teach yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and and why did you enjoy writing? Because... because you, First of all, it, of course, it, it it wasn't pleasure for me. Yeah, you, you know? did enjoy it, it first. It, yeah, yeah you me. it was hard. Very it, hard. It, 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 I I suffered a lot, uh, especially you know this exercise when we should write something every day. Uh, even you provide us with the list of topics that we can choose. It was you know, it, it was terrible to start, because you know I realized for every exercise for every topic for this two or three sentences, I am spending at least one hour mm -hmm. to find the right words. And after that, I will send you my result and you will send me feedback and I realized I should change everything. Everything was wrong. But, you know, for me it was okay because it, it, first, yeah, it was suffering, but after that, it became a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um. But you applied your own effort. Like when I send you my feedback, when I send students my feedback, I show them how they can correct their own text. Yeah. It's not like I correct your own text. I tell no, you what to pay it, attention to. No, it's not about like, you know, we should change everything. Yeah, of course it was, you know, it, it was valuable because, you know, it, you are trying to help us to think. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm challenging you to think. I'm challenging you to think about the sentence, the word, like, order, the article. Try to find uh, a better know, word. another word. Yeah. Or, uh, try to check how native um, speaker speakers use this mm -hmm. word. Just you know, just su suggestions. Mm -hmm. And another um, point was you provide us with a lot of resources mm -hmm. um, I never heard about. Where can we find um, good examples, how people speak, how people use uh, phrases or uh, words? Because, you know, very often when you are trying to search something in Google um, or somewhere, you can find a lot of trash. And it's important to have um, Proved resources. Credible resources. Cre credible resources, yeah. I call them self-editing and self-correcting tools. Self-correcting tools, yeah. Then we can trust. Yes, that It's you important can trust, because, exactly. you know, uh, when we communicate in our business uh, activities with different type of people, especially in, in the UK or in the USA, we wouldn't like to, you know, to, to write like idiots, right? Yes. But it, it shouldn't look like... Nigerians come. <laughs> exactly. However, on the other hand, I, a lot of people copy the emails and the language that other non-native speaking colleagues yeah. of theirs use. And because people don't know 
what is the source, how I can check myself and how to trust the source. They trust everybody. Yeah. Oh, my colleagues say this. My colleagues maybe from, they know better. Maybe they know better. My colleagues from China use this phrase, mm -hmm. so I am allowed to use this as well. Yeah, yeah. But they are also non-native speakers, and even native speakers make mistakes. Uh, you, so you need to know mm -hmm. what is your source, and you want to check in with the source all the time. Yeah, all the time. But <laughs> yeah. you were, you were, you know, you were telling, talking about this mentality that you used to have. I'm going to suffer for a little bit, but then I'm going to be done. Did you yeah. have this mentality when you started the writing course? Because I know it developed into something interesting. You still yeah, have a writing I, I routine. I started with this because you know my expectation was that I will take this course, uh -huh. I will finish it, and I will write perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Then, I'll write a <laughs> the, novel. Truth, the truth is, when, when I complete the course, I realized I should take it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you actually did, I think. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. did. You should take I it did again. It again yeah. uh, but you still have a writing routine. That is the most fascinating but, you know, to me. I, I don't know how uh, your, that your writing course worked, mm -hmm. but I started enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Maybe because of topics, maybe because of structure of this course, but step by step, I started enjoying it. You know, I realized I started to understand the songs in mm -hmm. English. It was like, you know, my eyes are open. Yeah, Eye-opening <laughs> moment, yeah. I know, I know. It's a life-changing skill yeah. when you watch a movie and you understand everything without having to turn the subtitles yeah, on. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like you I start here a lot of things. Yes, exactly. It's like I was deaf mm -hmm. before and now I can hear. Exactly. It's absolutely different. And that the moment was when uh, I realized I am enjoying this routine. That brings me the most good. joy too. Because I, because I know I, after one year I realized that my progress, it was, you know, um, it's like, if I, if I've been doing it my all my previous I, I don't know fifteen years, I could be six, 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 Shakespeare. Or Shakespeare, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exponential, yeah. That's yeah. probably the word you were looking yeah. for. So it was very fast in one year. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your writing routine that you have right now? I'm curious, like, because now there is no pressure, there is no course, there are no deadlines. What do you still do? My favorite is to work with um, short speeches. For example, I find a good short speech that inspired me. Mm -hmm. that I, I really like how uh, that person tells it and what he or she tells. How they put their thoughts how in words. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, after that, I am writing all the sentences. Mm -hmm. So you transcribe the speech. Transcribe the speech. And after that, I'm filming myself speaking the same. And I'm trying to uh, replay all these phrases, all these um, uh, Intonation intonations, patterns. yeah, pauses, and uh, some important words. I'm trying to understand how they stress the words, how they um, trying to keep focus on the main idea with this short speech. Uh, because, you know, very often in our life, we have just one or two minutes to say something uh, to important people, important people, or, you know, some somebody who is important for you and you want to deliver your message clearly. And um, very often it's hard even in Russian language, right? Very often people start with a one or two minute introduction. It's just an introduction to another introduction and they yes. end up saying nothing. Yes. You know, I give people this advice. I know that writing should be structured, introduction, middle, you know, the beginning, the middle, the end, the introduction needs to be there. I usually tell people, look, if you really need the introduction, write it down, but then delete it. Most of the time people don't need this introduction because this introduction has does nothing for the audience. It is for them. So they're getting ready to speak. They're getting ready to deliver their main idea. It doesn't really serve the audience. Mm -hmm. It's for them. Yeah. But the exercise that you're describing is from the public speaking course. Do you do any writing? Do you have a writing routine where you really sit down and write something? Meaning create yeah, something? Yeah, I'm writing my daily plans or mm -hmm. monthly plans. In English? Yeah. I keep 
it in my notebook. Mm -hmm. I prefer to use my pen mm -hmm. and paper. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, put it on the paper. So you really write and in longhand yeah. with a pen. And you... I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> do you write any journal entries like how do I feel today or any of the topics that we explored in the course do you write anything any creative writing I mean no just uh, my uh, mm -hmm. business and home personal plans mm -hmm. and recipes and sorry recipes recipes oh yeah. you write them, them down in English as well yep do you write a lot of emails still in English? I guess you do, right? Yeah, it's, no, it's my daily routine. Oh, yeah, that, well. doesn't, that, that doesn't count, but you probably write a count, lot of yeah. a lot of emails yeah. in English as well. Okay, that's interesting. How do you, well, how do you approach to learning in general and to especially to making mistakes change? Again, if mm. we take the span of five years, as you said five years ago, you thought something was wrong with you. You thought you were a failure if you can't learn English. So you were making mistakes all the time, <laughs> and it felt terrible. <laughs> did, this, did your approach to mistakes change yeah. as well? You know, I just adopt the idea that I'm not a Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have flaws, mm -hmm. and uh, I can do mistakes. You're like allowed other people. to make mistakes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So That's how we learn. Without, mistake, without mistakes, we can... It's impossible to reach any goals because you know very well for example when we are kids and trying to learn something we do a lot of mistakes yeah it's not like it's in every book but no you know for example small kids they are trying um to walk on hands right they are crawling because they're crawling yeah. um of course they are not to do it properly the first time but none of them said, oh, I will not do it because I can't. It's impossible. It's not for me. The question that I want to ask you is, look, it's what you're saying is obvious and many adult people yeah. will agree. You know, you before that, I couldn't adapt it. Very, very often we told about it, yeah. but it's impossible. It's very hard to adapt it. You mean to really? adopt the yeah. idea? Yeah, to absorb this idea. To absorb, that, yeah. so let it I'm sink in. I'm not special. Oh, yeah. yeah, maybe people think they're special. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. And I'm the only, yeah, you know, like there's always in every group, there is one student who said, yeah, when, you know, you, you start learning something new and the teacher will say, well, look, none of you are going to be perfect the first time you try, you're all going to make mistakes and there's always going to be one person who says, no, I'm special. I'm going to make zero mistakes. I'm yeah, going to yeah. be better than everyone else. Or maybe I will make mistakes first month, but after that I will be perfect. Never. No. I'm just wondering, you know, at what point in life does this really sink in and how many years does it take? Because as you said, everybody knows this stuff. Everybody has heard this example with little children who are trying to walk or crawl a million times. There's so many books about it, yet there is so much shame in making mistakes. And when I look at students, adult students, I realize this not, it's not fear, it's really shame. People are, people are ashamed of making mistakes. And what do we do when we feel shame? We want to hide our faces, mm -hmm. we want to run away, and we want to do nothing. Basically, the coping mechanism, the coping mechanism here is doing nothing. Yeah. Escape and do nothing. And after people make one mistake, they don't feel like they want to do it one more time. They want to try again because the shame is blocking them. And I'm wondering why is it so deep rooted and when did it start going away? Like when did you, was there a moment, was there an event or what caused this realization that it's just a normal process, just part of the process? There's nothing shameful in making mistakes. Mm. When I was in London. Oh. <laughs> Tell me about it. What happened in London? London is like Babylon, right? Mm. A lot of people from different countries um, live in London. It's absolutely different communities, mm. not like everywhere. I, I don't know. It, it, it's a special city. <laughs> well, New York is the same, but I think people in New York are easier to understand. Well, at least for me, I don't know. Maybe, but, you know, and... After that, I realized my accent is not the worst accent that, <laughs> that exists. <laughs> exists. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and people can understand me. Uh -huh. Yeah, I realized that I can 
Tell something. People can uh, tell something me back, mm-hmm. and we can communicate. Mm-hmm. We understand each other. So that's uh, how I realized that it's okay. Um, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. I can live after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> was it like, do are we taught in schools that that's the end of the world? Oh, why do you, so many people share this mentality? Maybe it's something that oh, if you can. It's so extreme. It's like the paralysis, you know, it paralyzes people, especially adults. I don't know the roots. It's yeah. hard to understand for me right now. I don't remember how it starts for me, for example, how it started. Maybe it's when. joy because I, the, the answer I have right now is if you really, if you, if you see learning as a, as a path of suffering and at the end of this path, there's going to be some reward mm-hmm. and you're going to tell yourself, okay, I'm done. I can forget about this and never go back to this again in my life. You agree to suffer. And of course you want to walk this path perfectly, holding your head high. In the real glory. Pride, yes. <laughs> and you want to walk into this cloud of glory after you finish the course. Maybe that's that's why it's there. Because people imagine this process needs to be flawless and perfect so that they can achieve some glory and fame at the end and be proud of their improvements but when you start realizing that it's a game not a game but you play it's a it's, game yeah well it's like play maybe is a better word than game play yeah. joy you know there is so much joy in making a mistake and falling and standing up again there's a lot of joy because you're learning how to do yeah. better next time. For me, it was important to understand that nobody will judge me. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> you are the, the, you know, the worst Even judge. more, nobody, uh, they, they doesn't care. Exactly. People don't yeah. care. That's true. But we are our they don't care. worst judges. Mm-hmm. We're very harsh on ourselves. That's so true. When you learn anything in life now, what is your approach to that? What are you learning right now? Are you learning anything? Yeah. I said... I started learning Spanish. My kids, they bought me uh, a few books. Oh. Yeah, and even audio uh, sessions mm-hmm. uh, in Spanish, uh, just, you know, to support me, to encourage me to do it. Uh, because very often I said, oh, you know, my English not so good. Uh, I'm not ready to Spanish. No, no, no. The more languages you will learn, the better will be that. Because, you know, my... Um, son i mean my older son um he's um how to say he obsessed with languages oh yeah and he's always uh learning chinese or something like this i even can't imagine Mm. he uh he has a lot of notebooks Mm -hmm. uh, with different exercises in different languages now he's um uh, learning uh, Serbian, Polish, and something else. And he so, organizes his learning routine yeah, himself. He, he's organized himself, absolutely. I never paid for additional lessons for mm-hmm. him. He do it by himself. I don't know why. For me, it was always a miracle. <laughs> that these people exist, right? Yeah. But why Spanish? Is that because you work a lot with Latin America? Uh, yeah, yeah, because, you know, it's a second language after mm, English. After yeah. English yeah. So you it's want to understand your popular. clients better. Yeah. And many clients lived in Latin America. Oh, I see. Okay, mm. good. Uh, but apart from, like, skills, like languages, are you learning anything? Well, as you said, your primary value is family, yeah, people. Yeah, I'm are you always, uh, you know, um, I know that I'm sometimes a hard person. And you mean me, hard to deal with? Or yeah, what do you hard mean? to deal with, yeah. Um, sometimes I could be rough mm-hmm. <clears throat> and for me it's important to you know to understand how to communicate with people that so that they can be happy to cooperate with me because you know um it's easy to have a position when you can tell somebody to do something and yeah. and they'll, they will do it but more productive way to communicate with people and do something with them when they want to do it, not because you tell them to do it, but because they think it's important for them. Oh, you lead a team. That's yeah. a very important skill for you. 
And my family, for me, uh, my team as well, right? Yeah. I should lead my family. I should lead my team. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want them to grow. I want them to be confident and smart. And, um, but, you know, as I said, nobody can put knowledge in somebody's minds. People really, want to do it. Is it really about knowledge or is it about changing your behaviors, consciously changing your but behaviors? But it started with mind, I guess. If yeah. Before somebody uh, will change his mindset, not, nothing will change. I'm, what I meant to say is, do you really need additional knowledge or is it enough to start focusing on consciously changing your behaviors? Like, do you need to read a book about how to communicate with your team? Or do you no, rather need to start changing your behaviors? It's... Um, What's your I approach? mean, it's both is important. Mm -hmm. At least for me. I like read. <laughs> I like read books. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Are you learning from somebody? Let's say from a book, maybe from a course, how to lead a team and how uh, to communicate? Yeah, I uh, have a coach. Mm -hmm. I mean, a business coach. Uh, he is a psychologist, mm -hmm. um, and his uh, speciality, specialization right? yeah. mm -hmm. um, is to help businesses to has to help business leaders mm -hmm. um, to manage teams. Yeah, so. uh, but do it, you know, in human way. <laughs> in a human way. But as you said, no coach or nobody can put this in your head, can change your your mindset, um, right? Yes. Um, so it's kind of both. You you do. It's both. I this. I read books. I read some cases. I talk to people. I discuss my some, you know, thoughts or uh, my initiatives that I would like to apply mm -hmm. uh, with my coach because you know, it's quite hard to do it inside my own mind because yeah. we are social creatures. We, we need, need somebody. We need to share some thoughts. We need feedback. We need to share. We need validation. We need feedback. Yeah. We need approval. Because, we need all you know, this. I can create any, you know, beautiful castles in my mind, but it doesn't mean it, it could be applied in real life. The same with English. Yeah. People, when they practice on their own, they speak beautiful English when they're at home. In in their <laughs> when they go out into the world, um, turns out not everybody understands this English. Sorry, maybe I was not very clear, but actually what I wanted to ask you and what I want to understand is, as you said, I need both. What I see, for example, with students who learn is they think that gaining more and more knowledge is the most important thing. And knowledge can come in the form of reading books or in the form of having sessions with a coach, a new coach, the newer the better. Maybe uh, joining a community, joining a social group where you can have this exchange and feedback. Mm -hmm. These are all important things. But the problem that I see a lot is that people stop here and they think that, well, this is how I'm learning. I'm, I'm talking to people, I'm sharing, uh, we're discussing something, I'm hiring, I'm, I'm paying my coach, I'm, I'm reading books, this is the learning process. Whereas I think the second part is the most important part of the learning practice, process is your daily practice. How do you implement what you're learning in your daily practice? That's where I was going with this. So you have a coach, that's important, you read books, but what do you do with your own behaviors? Like for me, for example, I... I realize that if I really want to change something, I need to create a routine. If I do something once or twice or once a year, that's not, this doesn't, it's not sustainable. It's not, it doesn't work. It will not bring any meaningful change. If I talk to my coach twice a week for three months, that's a routine. But it doesn't mean my, my, my life will change if I don't commit to doing something mm -hmm. twice a week in my own real life situations. Uh, for me, it was... First of all, uh, to create some new routines with my family, if we are talking about family life, about kids, uh, I realized we should do something together. Mm. For example, uh, every weekend, at least every weekend. And uh, the same with my team. We established some routines. 
for meetings, for group meetings, for personal meetings, for sharing feedback, for discussing the uh, challenges that maybe that we have, or maybe the problems that uh, they can share with me, and they can help. Uh, and with kids, at the same time, uh, when I started this routine with my family, uh, they were, you know, they were suspicious what. What are we doing? Yeah, what happened with Mama? Um, but then they realized that it's fun, mm -hmm. and now they like it, and now they asked me what we will do on weekend. Mm. What's the plan? But you know, I see that they again they expect from me that I will tell them what we will do on weekend. They don't have their own plans. Oh. Sometimes I said, okay, for example, the first uh, part of the day will be for our common mm -hmm. activities, but during the evening we will do something that you will decide what you will do. So it's a very creative planning process yeah. for you, but uh, as you said, they expect you to figure everything out. What do you think is the most important skill that we need to learn, that we need to teach children? Because when you, you talk about these values, learning, as a teenager, I never thought about this. And I realized only now how important it was to learn to think about it earlier. For me, the first thing is to wash the dish, to mop the floor. To take care uh, to of fix, yourself? Yeah, yeah, to fix uh, something in the house. It's important because it helps children, for me it's for sure, to take responsibility on their life. Do you only mean like taking care of yourself and like cleaning up after you made a mess or... Clean your room. Mm. Make a food for you, for yourself. Yeah. Prepare some food. Yeah, prepare some food. But fixing something in the house, for example, that involves some physical labor. Or do you really mean physical labor too? Yeah, I mean physical labor. It, it's important, you know, it's... Uh, I remember the story when I was young and uh, some old woman told me, oh, she, she had uh, two girls, uh, they were adult already, and they do nothing in the house, you know, never make their beds, and <laughs> nothing. And she always said, oh, they're so lazy, how, 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 it's, how it's possible? I, you know, I, I help them to do everything. Uh, I just want them to spend all their time for learning, for schools, mm -hmm. for making exercises and zero results. And for me, you know, it's like a red flag. I don't want my kids be like this. Mm -hmm. If I will do something instead of them, of them yeah. <laughs> yeah. They will never learn. It, no, they, they will never learn. It's just, you know, absolutely useless persons. But do you teach them it's their, that it's their choice or do you teach them that it's mandatory? You know, because I was thinking about my career, uh, very often I was going to business trip mm -hmm. and they lived without me one week, two weeks, sometimes month. Mm -hmm. uh, and I always said to them, this is the money mm -hmm. for food. <laughs> this is the food in the fridge. Mm -hmm. uh, you know how to uh, cook simple food like, you know, fried eggs or something. So please. I will just call you and ask you, how are you? Please answer my uh, calls. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay, so they were able to manage on their yeah. own. So it was not like, it was not mandatory, but it was like the reality, right? Yeah, it that was they, the reality. I, they had yeah. to deal with. Because, you know, it will be mandatory. They will, you know, they will refuse sometimes. Uh, all kids do this. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to but, do it. Do Please do it for me, mom. You are my mom. Do you think we can teach them? So Because they need to learn so much. Do you think we can teach them this, the, the concept of choice? Like you can choose your values, actually, and the concept of joy, that there is joy in learning. So many kids see homework as punishment, and they see learning sometimes as punishment. Because, you know, they don't enjoy, for example, when house is clean. They don't understand oh. what the value of clean house. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Can we teach them that? What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Mm. And who is responsible for teaching this? A parent, parents, obviously. Of course, yeah. yeah. No. And, 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 and do we really need even to... not school? You know. And even if you like, do yeah. we need to explicitly teach it, or do we need to teach ourselves? Because children just absorb. It's our job as parents. Yeah.
children absorb everything mm-hmm. they see. So they just copy, like little copycats. They copy everything we do. <laughs> I I think like I work with a group of teenagers right now, and I think it's fundamental that we we teach them that it's their choice to learn. For example, I run a club for teenagers, a story club and a book club, and they join for free. It's it's their decision. It's their conscious decision, not because their mama pays for it, not because I tell them to come. It's their conscious choice. They're already 14, 15, 16, 17. They understand that they have a power. They have the power to choose to come or not to come. And they choose to come. I always remind them that it's, it's their choice. And if they want to improve their English skills, here are some exercises that you can choose to do. And when they do them and they go, of course, they come back to the person who gave them the exercise mm-hmm. and they say, oh, I did it. And this is how it, this is how it worked or it didn't work. I need more help. And I think this is, this is so important to show them that when they make a conscious choice, then they can find joy in it. When somebody tells them what to do, there's very rarely joy mm-hmm. in that process. They just feel that they have to comply. But when it's their conscious choice, it's so much easier to find joy in it. I think, you know, that many people don't understand what they will do with this knowledge. You know, it's about motivation as well. For example, if teenagers know what they will do with it or how they will use it, of course, they will choose to come. Mm-hmm. But, for example, if they have another option mm-hmm. that looks more attractive, attractive, yeah, for example, go to nightclub mm-hmm. or something like this, they will choose. Yeah, they will. Another option. I agree with you on the and and I also know a lot of te- teenagers like who who are just like I was. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I just knew that I like English. And that was enough for me. I just, I just liked it. Like my son, I don't know why, why. Yeah, he why, why he learning languages. languages? Is there any yeah. practical purpose? Yeah. Probably not. Probably not today. He's just enjoying it. Yes, it's yes. it's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> so it's important to understand, like yeah. who wants. Some people are very practical and they need to see the end goal. Well, at least this practical application. Some people just find joy in it. And for me, the practical application was that I can say that I, mm-hmm. or I can read the book, I can watch a movie, and I can. Understand Understand it. This was the most practical you can think of. Like this was really enjoying. Um, I was enjoying that a lot. Thank you so much for this conversation. Is there anything you wanna you wanna add uh, now to everything we've said about values and learning? I actually want to go back to this idea of honesty. Are you now committed to being honest with yourself about your values? Yeah. I th- now I think that this is the most important. Uh, part of self-growing mm-hmm. because un- until I wasn't honest with myself about my goals, about what I want, what I really want in my life, any progress wasn't possible. And when you're honest, progress can happen faster. Yeah, right. much faster. Thank you so much. I wish you a Thank lot of you. success with all your routines and with all your learning. And let's let's be honest. That's, that's yeah. a good line to end this it's a good point yeah (laughs) thank you so much thank you it was a pleasure thank you you so much for listening you can also find this interview on youtube i have a playlist with my interviews with students on youtube make sure you check it out and if you want to connect with these amazing individuals join my community of practice we all practice together in the community 